The future belongs to those who control the culture, and the culture belongs to those who control the conversation. So we are having the conversations you wish you could have at church to build a safe and vibrant community. This is the Oz Table Talk podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Table Talk. We are starting this uh, new episode with uh, an extra at the table. So welcome Steve. Steve, you probably got, you guys may remember who was with us a little while ago now, but welcome back. So. Yep, hello guys. <laughs> He's addicted to the fame. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be coming on more and more. Yeah. Well, just, you know, being with us, you know, you can totally understand it with the pay rise that he gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, welcome to the uh, negative an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying him double what I'm paying you. I'm a bit filthy about that. <laughs> I suppose, though, if you double a negative, it just goes inverted further. So. <laughs> High school math. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what's our topic, Luke? So we're talking about... Actually, this is Ben's suggestion. Mm-hmm. So Ben, do you want to announce this one? Okay, so the title of tonight's episode is Is Satan Ruler of This World by God's Will? I think it's like fairly... I don't think anyone will argue with the fact that Satan's in charge. Like Satan's been doing that. But the real question there, I think, is is it God's will? Yeah. yeah so th- I, I think that opens up like a re- like a line of extra questions that can come across it. Because mm-hmm. you know you hear that 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 initial question, and the next question I want to ask is then was it God's will for Adam to fail? Because mm-hmm. you know. Adam was the prince, and then once you know he fell, that's when Lucifer, or Satan, took that position. So mm-hmm. to say that Satan is the prince by God's will, you know, says that God's will was for man to fall as well. So I think that's a that's a you know that can start a whole curly list of questions. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and then how far do you go back, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, was right? it God's will for Satan to fall in the first place? Um, is is kind of where it is God originates? Is God the architect of sin? Yeah, yeah sort of initiating yeah. this yeah. whole well, spiral. If he is prince of this world by God's will, he technically God would be the architect of sin, wouldn't he? Mm. It sounds pretty vindictive, because then he set up one of his own creation to fall, mm. so he can prove that he's a loving God. It just sounds really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, destructive. Like <laughs> this will be fun. <laughs> the it ultimate just, double cross. Oh, yeah. it's. That's cr- that, that's the kind of God that strikes you down with lightning for saying these kind of things, you know, for questioning him. So, yeah, so be careful what you say, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're still here, so I think it's a fair indicator. That oh. he's love, so. can, can we can we go back to a little bit more fundamental question? Yeah, sure, I man. disagree with what something you said at the beginning there, Luke. That you don't think that's anybody not is. <laughs> you said you don't think anybody's going to disagree that Satan's the ruler of this world. I've met some people that don't even believe that the devil's a real being, mm. Um, mm. but that it's that the the idea of the Satan in scripture is actually just um, the idea of the, the presence of evil. Mm, the anti-good, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the how do we know God, yeah. How do we know to start with that this is a being that we're talking about who is this quote-unquote ruler of this world? Where do we get this idea from, guys? Well, Scripture, you know, if we're taking Scripture as our basis, the descriptions of Satan that we find, particularly in Ezekiel and Isaiah, are really, really clear personifications. It's not... Not so much allegoric language as it is personal language. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'd say Job, because oh, it's yeah. it's awfully example. blatant about mm-hmm. Satan. He, he's being... actually, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah busy there's there a lot the of council, sitting there with the council taking Adam's spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wait, I, I'm just I just flipped to Job. So Job chapter one verse six. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, "From where do you come?" So Satan answered the Lord and said, "From going to and fro on the earth, from walking back and forth on it." Then the Lord said to Satan, "Have you considered my servant Job?" And so then it goes into the narrative of Job being tested and being placed in in Satan's hands. And so it's a, a leg- like a. It's a literal conversation that he's having with yeah. this being. Being, yeah. yeah. I mean, it has to be a being, right? If they're having a conversation, surely. Yeah, I don't have many conversations with yeah, my table. So, <laughs> the and another point to actually um, prove that he is actually a being is if if you go to Isaiah fourteen um, thirteen fourteen, it's a Satan says. Thou hast said in thine heart, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will be like the most high. Yeah. Now, a force isn't going to say something like that. Hmm. And when you look at the fall in, in Eden, hmm. isn't that principle what he taught our first parents, Adam and Eve? Mm-hmm. That um, you will be as gods? Mm-hmm. That, that corruption that um, is stated there that was in Satan's heart, he then taught to the human race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you mentioned Eden. That um, sort of sprang a memory for me there. The whole process of... Adam and Eve losing dominion, right? Mm-hmm. When they were created, they were given dominion over the over nature, right? Mm-hmm. Over the creatures and, and over the creation. So the description, I guess, of that happening, you find the temptations that were given to Adam and Eve and that they fell to those temptations. And if you fast forward to the time of Christ, you know, read Matthew chapter 4, where when he was tempted in the wilderness, he was tempted with the very same temptations that Adam and Eve were tempted with, mm-hmm. with of obvious difference that he overcame in every circumstance mm-hmm. so in a very real way it's it's like the undoing like the undoing of something so we see satan taking charge of the world over three issues and then we see the same three issues being conquered by christ when he came mm-hmm. to wrestle back that authority so just to be clear i don't know whether we've stated it explicitly mm. um satan what sort of a being is he he's a fallen angel mm-hmm so, uh, being that uh, an angel is like a spiritual being, we could say, mm-hmm. uh, in comparison with our sort of, you know, fleshly reality, they're able to sort of transcend the kind of reality that we see today. Mm-hmm. And so, we see Paul talking about um, this Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. So, obviously, there's some flexibility in that spiritual realm. Yes. He's also to- got some degree of um, possession or influence because, obviously, the serpent in Eden... Mm-hmm. You know, he was able to, depending on which version you read and what understand you know understanding you want to take, but you know, he effectively possessed it and used it to influence. <laughs> that's awkward. <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that's my phone ringing through my computer, which we're recording this on. <laughs> so maybe just wait until it stops. If, if that picks it up first, it won't let me. Ah. Uh, if you just click That's kind of cool, though. I didn't know computers would do that. This is Apple why you don't get go again. <laughs> Overpriced. <laughs> but, you see, that's the thing. My phone can be anywhere in the house, and usually, like, sometimes they both ring, but if the computer is actually active, as in it thinks you're doing something on it, it yeah, will yeah. just bypass Reverse. one and go to the other one. So. I don't need a computer to do that for me. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> So you're right. saying about possessed. So. Yeah, so obviously the you know, the serpent was possessed and then was able to influence Eve to bite of the forbidden fruit and mm-hmm. then she took it to Adam and Adam's a sucker and he's uh he's fallen head over heels and followed Eve into sin as well. 
I say that, you know, as a, as a jest. <laughs> Tongue in you know? cheek, yeah. 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 So, yeah, so this, this spiritual being, um, Satan, uh, Jesus says of him in John chapter 12 that he is the ruler of, of this world. And then I think in Ephesians, Paul says that he was the prince of the power of the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's, yeah, yeah. where's that verse? Ephesians 2 verse 2. Mm-hmm. Um, in which you were once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So there we have um, this idea that, like you said, that Satan sort of used this, the serpent as a medium. And it says in this text that he also uses people as mediums as well, mm. in that he, he now works through us. You know, So you were talking about, Luke, about evil being a principle that's mm. spread, but it's spread through a personality or a, yes. a being mm-hmm. so that there is that literal sense in which Satan exists. Mm. So now getting back to the, the question, uh, did God plan all of this? Mm. I guess if we just zoom right out and we look back at the very beginning of time where there's just God, God essentially has a question that he needs to answer um, of himself and that is to create or not to create, right? Mm-hmm. And at that point, when when you're asking yourself that question of do I create rational beings or do I create you know kind of these <laughs> yeah mechanical beings that don't have any choice in the matter God is is basically deciding on the amount of risk that he wants to take in creation um, am I right mm, yeah. you know so that he's gone he's gone looked at the situation at hand for him crea- um, non-creation was not an option because being that he is love according to first John 4 mm. um he wanted to express himself, you know, through creation. Yeah. To without free will, there can be no love. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, mm. but he had he That's had a desire. To, <laughs> but he obviously has a had a desire to create to share that love with and mm-hmm. have it reciprocated. And then, yeah, obviously, yeah. then following along, mm. you know, between the two types of creation, I don't think there would have been much of a thought process there sure. either. I don't think God would have, you know, contemplated the idea of having. And just to be robotic clear, style, there's creation. no middle ground either. You know, the, no. The the concept, like some people say, oh, but you could create something that that did just chose not to do wrong, but that's then there's no such thing. No, right? no, well, that no is what God created, though, isn't it? He created something that chose not to do wrong until yes. they chose to do wrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah. the capacity but, was still there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you can't. Yeah, you, there's no limitation. Mm. There's either free will mm. in its entirety, yeah. or it's not free will. Yes. Yeah. You know that, that's it, it's yeah, kind of one of those yeah. things that has to be mm. in in a hundred percent. Otherwise, ninety nine percent free will is not free will. Yeah. No. no. The other thing that I, I just highlighting, I, I guess, the fact that Jesus took back that command from satan is that we see that he has dominion over nature in a way that no human before him did except perhaps for adam but you know he's commanding the the fish to go into the nets of the fishermen he's in in charge of the storms as they come so i've there's a a case i think to think that this is perhaps the kind of power or dominion that adam would have had and in overcoming satan christ took that back on behalf of humanity and I can't remember if you, you referenced this text already, Dave, but in, in John 12, uh, verse 31, Jesus is talking, it says, uh, this is just after well, Jesus predicts his death on the cross. And verse 31, it's referring to that time. Verse 31 says, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. So speaking of Satan, mm-hmm. and if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. 
He said this signifying the death that he would die. So Jesus is talking about the death that he's going to die, but he's he's saying that as a result of that, that is the judgment. The ruler of this world, which is obviously not him, because otherwise that statement would make no sense, is going to be cast out. So obviously in Jesus' mind, it was clear that Satan was the one that was in command of the world. Mm. Yeah. And if it was by his will, then why would he be kicking him out? So here's, here's a question. So if... Satan is prince of this world without, with it not being God's will. How can that be? Isn't mm-hmm. God a God of all creation, all powerful? Mm-hmm. How can Satan come down here and be the prince of this world? But at the same time, how can that be when God is in fully in control? Yeah, I was, I was just thinking about that. Like, there's another way to read the question in that it will, you can answer the question yes while still agreeing with everything that you guys have said mm. because is Satan the ruler of this world by God's will? Not initially, but he still is because it's God's will that Satan's purposes are fully portrayed for the rest of the universe to see. Mm-hmm. And like he wants, to, wants that to be shown so that when it comes to the ultimate crunch time, there won't be questions left. It would just be... Yep, this is what you've done with the place, and we think that the way that Jesus has done it is what we want to follow, and that'll be it, and then he won't be. So what you're saying is God has priorities, and priority number one is extinguishing sin for eternity. And even if allowing sin to bloom for a time is step one in that process... The only reason he's allowing that to happen is because the priority number one is still to extinguish sin forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. It's a, definitely an interesting thought. It's a way I haven't thought about it before. When I was um, another way of looking at this, when I was um, actually going through, because I actually got this from C.S. Lewis, mm. and the example he actually gave was um, so a parent told their children to go and put their toys away, and they just they popped them in a grate somewhere. So they put them away, but they didn't quite put them in a way. And he basically points out that something can be according to your will, but it can be done in a way that isn't according to your will. So it is, but it isn't. Hmm. Um, another example, for example, is a volunteer organization. We're all familiar with church organization. So um, all positions are by volunteer only, right? Hmm. Um, however, because you've made it voluntary, only a few of the members join and um, actually take position. So, in a way, because you've made it voluntary, only a few people um, join and take position. So, it, in a way, something can be according to your will because you want people to take position, but you want them to do it of their free will. Mm-hmm. At the same time, sometimes they use that free will in another way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and shouldn't it be a... It so, what you're saying is we should put people into positions at gunpoint. Yes, yes, we should totally use it, <laughs> use gunpoint in order to. <laughs> but what I'm I'm getting at is yeah, yeah, I get the point. Sorry. Yeah, and when you when you look at um Satan, he he he's a being that's that greater than us, right? Hmm. So shouldn't it be um it shouldn't be surprising that because he's a greater being, he has more potential to be good or evil. The greater our potential, the greater that potential for both good. And evil on the side, and in this case, his um, potential for evil is unfortunately being fulfilled. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, um, I guess the the question would then, in my mind, anyway, would be: 
God does intervene, though. So how does he do that whilst still allowing free will intact? Or on what grounds can he intervene and still allow free will to remain? I think the leverage of prayer is is a pretty key one. Um, <clears throat> when there's... And I don't want to devolve the the talk into the idea of, you know, God requires a certain amount of prayers mm. before, um, you know, his will can be enacted because that almost mm. sounds like a Facebook post, you know. <laughs> I'm only going to save this one person after I get 2,000 likes. Yeah. Um, and that's not how God operates. But, for one but obviously, yeah. you know, he, he's got to be balanced mm-hmm. in what he can do. You know, he's, he's held accountable by the laws of the universe, mm-hmm. um, which is concepts that we can't fathom. But at the end of the day, unless we petition him, with, with prayer and with earnest hearts, um, there there are times I think that he he kind of is stuck there. But when he hears the cries of his people, he's promised us that he acts. Mm. You know, when he hears the people cry out for him, he he will act accordingly in in a way that you know his will and his you know his purpose can be, I guess, enforced on the position. Yeah, which doesn't always mean that he answers prayers in the way that we hope he answers prayers, um, but. No, but the prayers give him access to a realm of our experience that he wouldn't otherwise have access to. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know that's a crazy thought. Because right? we've got to cry out in our free will yeah. that we need him. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise, if he's if he preempts it, like, because he, he understands the future as well as the past. Um, so, he knows what's going to happen. And, I, you know, without kind of getting into predestination or anything like that. But, you know, he, he has this concept of knowing what's going to happen. But, you know, you kind of go, well, God, with that kind of power, surely he would be able to intervene and stop the bad things before they happen or lessen them or anything like that. But mm-hmm. you're right, you know. If he's consistently doing that, then he's eliminating that free will. Yeah. You know, that's that 1% of the free will that, you know, we kind of go, oh, that would give us a perfect world. But it's that, you know, that line that God can't cross. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I mean, you guys feel free to, yeah, if there's anything else that you guys want to say, but basically the key points that I'm collecting and as I've been thinking while I've been listening to you guys is that say, that God gave us free will and you know, they included Satan. And as a result, Satan was the one that was in charge of our planet. Jesus took that back. And even though it's not God's plan that Satan be in charge with his government that he has... It is not the best result, but it's the pathway to the best result because he's allowing free will to run its course so mm-hmm. justice can then be done. And he was end. able to quarantine it to this yeah, world as and well. Quarantine. Yeah, And the final point that I think you were trying to, that you were making there, Matt, it was that the way that God does intervene and does have control is in the sense that we can give him access to us and to the people we care about by, by prayer, by connecting ourselves with him Mm-hmm. God has access to this world through us. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, that's why you know, that's worth our attention and mm-hmm. us pursuing that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you guys have anything else to say to, to wrap up? question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said earlier that um, Satan has more power than us. Mm-hmm. How, do we, how do you guys see First John 4 verse 4? Mm-hmm. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Simple. Christ is on our side. Christ is with us. Who can be against us? If we're going to fight Satan on our own, well, good luck with that battle. Mm. But when we have Christ with us, well, Satan hasn't hasn't got a chance. I mean, he flees from us when we're in that position. Mm. 
there's a quote in, in I, I believe it's in a book called Ministry of Healing, but it, it says something to the to the effect of when when unified with the divine will, the human will uh, be, becomes omnipotent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember the first time I heard that quote, it's like, what? Wait a second, human will becomes omnipotent? That doesn't sound right. But then when you think, well, well that's I mean, actually if you're saying, a carrier of the divine, yeah, then <laughs> there's it no is. other option, is there? Then it is. Yeah, if exactly. you're united with that divine will, then why wouldn't you be omnipotent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like First Corinthians three sixteen um, about like do not know that your temple is of uh, your body is a temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you. Like we are vessels, and yeah. it's like the old saying like if you don't, well if Satan's in your heart, like Jesus can't be. Yeah. So it's it's when we open ourselves up to for God to dwell in us mm. that we become and that we meet our full potential mm. because like yeah. Because the reason I asked that question is, I don't know whether we've just skirted around this part of the question, but um, if Satan, if if we haven't let Christ into our heart, like you just said, Steve, Satan is still the ruler of this world to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, whereas if God is in us, then like you said, Jesus has already won that battle. He's the ruler of this world legitimately yeah. mm-hmm. it's just that we haven't given him that permission to work in our lives yeah. in that way so it, if we don't like the fact that Satan, Satan is the ruler of this world um, well, obviously that falls back on us now because yeah. God's already done his part mm-hmm. <laughs> we're kind of like gatekeepers yeah, yeah. we've just got to let him back into our hearts and, and just going back to what you were saying before Matt I, I just want to bring out that you know Satan is the ruler of this world in a, in a very real and um, organized sense and so, like, sometimes we feel like he has power over, you know, nations or, you know, big people groups or whatever, but we don't pray for them. Hmm. And that just, that's so ironic hmm. because, like you said, the power is in our hands, you know, to give God permission hmm. to work in the hearts of that nation, for example. That's really, and so, really... Yeah, yeah, if if you if you see trouble in the world, and if Satan is the ruler rule of this world in the very real sense of like we're Australians, mm. if we have a way a, a problem with the way the government is running the country, you know, instead of complaining, maybe our first um, response should be to pray for the the rulers mm. of the country to be influenced by the other power. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, and, and definitely. No, I'm not going out on a limb and saying everything that they say is directly from the devil. Don't get me wrong. No, but um, yeah, he's going to try and influence governments, isn't he? Of course he oh. is. Yeah. yeah. Well, why it's going to be free access yeah. to most of the people in the country that way. So, yeah. and obviously, what what I'm about to say only is only relevant in places like Australia and the US, where democracy is a thing. But uh, I, I was having conversation with a, a guy who's a personal friend of the local MP, and uh, he was talking to him about well, how do you how do you navigate these like moral issues when they come up in Parliament? Like, like what do you do? And he said, to be perfectly honest, the hardest thing is. The Christians, like the people that actually care about this stuff in my electorate, don't say anything to me. And my mandate is only to represent the people that are behind me. So if if my people aren't telling me, like if, if you're a Christian and you take offense to something that the government's doing, and you don't tell somebody about it, then they actually don't have the power to represent you because they don't know that's what you think. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you know, like that's a lot of responsibility on people, but that certainly beats just complaining about it rather than, you know, 
at home rather than actually doing something about Do it. Do something about and it, And sometimes, yeah. you know, yes, is Satan the ruler of this world? Well, yeah, he's got a lot of the control. But like you're saying, Dave, if we let God in and God starts utilizing us, we can pray so... Yeah, he he's only be got control on by our permission. That's right. and But we can then also be agents of change, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got the Holy Spirit maybe impressing us to do something positive to, to bring about those kind of reforms that establishes God's kingdom just that little bit more in our corner of the world. Mm-hmm. So... So, so let's ask the question to make this really clear at the end. What is God's will? You know, if we're saying it's not that Satan would be the ruler of this world, mm-hmm. what is his will? Well, his will so not anyone would have to perish. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the promise in John three sixteen. Like mm-hmm. that's the the foundation of it all. Yeah. You know, like that's his desire. And before there was ever a rebellion in heaven, there was harmony. Yeah. 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 So we could simplify it down and say that God's will for life is harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way that he's trying to achieve that on this earth is through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. if we get on board with that campaign, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, maybe we, we can see God's will, yeah. you know, his, his greater will. Yes, we're saying that this is kind of a, a preliminary will to have the Satan. remedial will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> remedial will. Yeah. 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 And if we if we get on board one day we can see the the proper will of god mm. that 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 new heaven new earth and mm-hmm. things set how god wanted them in, from the beginning that's yeah. going to be fantastic isn't it yeah. yeah it's hard to imagine how good it'll be mm. yeah like my favorite verse uh, is john 17:3 it says and this is eternal life that yeah. they may know they're the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent <clears throat> yeah so like as soon as we know god and we've invited him into our lives like eternal life is now and it's yeah. ours to have and ours to share yeah. and that's that's God's will that we can invite people into that eternal life praise God alright we will leave that there thank you guys for joining us so much and we look forward to catching you next week And that's the end of another episode. Just before I head off, I want to encourage you to go over to our page on Facebook and also our account on Instagram and follow us there because that is where we interact with our listeners and we would love for you to enter in and join the conversation. Also, while you're signing up, I would also recommend signing up to our mailing list on our website, oztabletalk.com.au. If you do that, you will receive our exclusive content because occasionally we do release exclusives and they only go out to our mail mailing list so I would strongly recommend you go and sign up for that if you have a few more minutes to be one of the most amazing listeners on the planet you can go over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review because reviews help us to grow and they help other people to find us so if you want to help us reach those goals please jump in and give us a review the final message that I'd like to leave you with is to let you know about our Patreon account now Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating and ultimately what we do does cost money to get us hosted and have the services that we need to run the podcast and so if you'd like to help us do that jump over onto patreon.com slash oztabletalk and you can you can give anything from even a dollar a month upwards but at different levels there are different benefits different rewards that we want to give you just to say thank you for being an amazing supporter of ours if you can't afford that we would just gratefully accept your prayers because that is what our ministry runs on. And so with that, I will leave you to your day and thank you so much for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.